Thank y'all for joining us again. We are uh, the Hands United podcast. Let's talk about sex, y'all. So we are currently in Chicago um, attending the Biomedical Summit, and it has been quite an eventful two days. And we have learned a lot. We have seen a lot. It's been a very informative time for us. So I'm joined by a couple of my colleagues who I will let give their insights on what they have experienced here at the Biomedical Summit. I can start. um, This is my second time attending the Biomedical Summit. Um, The first time I attended, it was in Houston, Texas, a few years ago before COVID. And it was an experience then, and it's an experience now. Um, I think something that I will take away is the conversations that um, were had at one of the sessions about black women and our role in PrEP and how uh, organizations or HIV prevention programming can reach us more, reach us better. Um, it was a great conversation. Some some takeaways that I took from that are, you know, we need to stop putting the burden of engaging black women or um, fighting for black women or standing up for black women on black women. Um, some of that burden should be carried by our counterparts, um, in our different populations. Um, And if other people engage in engaging black women in HIV prevention, we could have a wider reach. Um, There was a lot of talk of how women in general are not included in a lot of the um, research for medications, um, especially for PrEP. Uh, women are not included in those trials and those studies, and that's a real barrier to accessing women, kind of giving them the option as well, or, or additional options as well. Um, so I went to a lot of sessions that focused on women, specifically black women, as that is my passion. But I am going to pass the mic to one of my Hands United colleagues to let them talk about their experience in biomedical. Hey, y'all. This is Caro speaking. Um, this is my first time on this podcast, so... Thank you for having me, everyone. I just wanted to speak about a little bit of the sex positivity that I heard. Um, So I'm coming from sex education, but teen pregnancy prevention specifically. And that's something new that I got to hear at this conference. Um, There was a session on party and play and chemsex that I was able to attend that was entitled Responsible Hoeing. And I hope that Um, Demetrius can speak a little bit more to that, but it was definitely informative and great to hear all of the sex positivity um, and that it wasn't just focused on risks. Um, I think that that's really important when we're talking about HIV prevention or STIs in general, that there's still a pleasure component that people deserve to hear about and know about um, regardless of their status. So that's just my little two cents. I may speak later. I'm going to pass it on. Hey, y'all, it's me. How y'all doing? So first things first about biomedical, I was with my tribe, y'all. And it's always refreshing to be at these conferences. Well, to be at any conference, but specifically at this one, there were a lot of people who look like me, a lot of people who live and love like me. So um, for me, it was a very comforting space. Um, Going back to some of the sessions or some of my major takeaways, I know my colleague Cotto just mentioned about the chemsex session y'all it was a lot but it was good though um and in terms of responsible hoeing 
they really use prep as like the anchor for that to just be knowledgeable of the risks that you're choosing to engage in and understanding that these interventions do work and to just um, empowering people to just be responsible in whatever they choose to do. So it's been great thus far. What I mean thus far, it's over with. So it was a great time overall. And yeah, um, I'm, I'm gonna speak a little more. I'm still processing my thoughts because I went to a lot of sessions uh, specifically that spoke to a lot of like drug use and prep use, honestly, because I'm in Atlanta and you know, I keep my ear to the streets, but my feet at the house. And so <laughs> I know what people are engaging in. And so I wanted to educate myself on what it looks like um, because there's been an increase in a lot of meth use, at least from what I've heard socially in the area that I'm in. And so I just kind of wanted to get what was happening. What does that look like? How do you do, not necessarily how you do meth responsibly, because I don't, I don't know if that's possible or not, but how do you protect yourself when you have lowered inhibitions that come from sex? So um, it was a lot to take away, and it's a lot that I'm looking to apply. Um, so I'll pass it over to Kendra. Hey, y'all, this is Kendra. This is my first time at the Biomedical Conference, um, and it was truly eye-opening. I come from a background of child and maternal health, specifically black child and maternal health. Um, so hearing about prep, you see the commercials and it's just like, oh, well, this is a drug for people who've been assigned male at birth. Well, that ain't me. So this was very refreshing to hear that I, as a black woman who was assigned female at birth and going through life at, as a female, um, to hear that I am eligible for, for prep. Um, and it just kind of put some thoughts into my head to have that conversation with my gynecologist at my next visit. Um, and just to kind of, you know, pick her brain, but also decide on what it is that I want to do, because at the end of the day, I am in control of my body and my sex life. Um, and I definitely think prep is something that will benefit me in the long haul. Um, being a black woman and being a millennial black woman, dating is a bit tricky. So prep provides that extra security for us. Um, because unfortunately we are the bottom of the totem pole, you know, nobody checks on us. Nobody sees if we're good. So prep is just kind of like a, like a boost of confidence for us black women. And I'll pass it to um, another colleague. Thank you so much for that insight, Kendra. And I actually wanted to lean in a little bit on that, um, being that two of you, uh, you and Caro, have not um, been to a HIV-focused summit or conference before. And we are going to another conference, which is going to be more in-depth. Um, so I just wanted to you gave us a little insight about what you learned and what your takeaway was from your first experience. I wanted to ask Carl, what was your experience being your first time at an HIV conference? So a little bit more about what Kendra had mentioned. Um, I was also noticing that there weren't a lot of conversations about um, lesbian women or um, women who engage in sex with other women. Um, and I thought that that was something that I really want to see more of and discuss more thoroughly um, in future conversations that we have at Hands United um, and just in the HIV prevention community in general. Um, I think back to what I was saying earlier, I think it's so unfortunate that there is such an association on risk. I still think that pleasure-centered education is key. 
Um, I think that people are going to be out here loving and doing their thing. So we need to make sure that that is talked about, that they are not stigmatized for doing so, um, and that they know all of their options. Um, So that's my biggest takeaway that I'm going to continue to take. Teen pregnancy prevention really isn't geared towards anything like that. So this is a really different perspective that I'm really grateful to have heard about. Thank you for sharing that that perspective. I will what I what I realized is in a lot of research, a lot of different populations are really under. You mentioned um, lesbian women or women who have sex with women, um, very underrepresented, especially in HIV research. You know, I was always trained that if someone approached me during a testing session, like, and they were a woman that you know predominantly slept with women or identified as lesbian, then just to tell them they were low risk and you know kind of end the conversation there. But I I think that's a service to that population not educating them on all the aspects and really taking the time to expand their knowledge as well because first of all not not only are lesbians they have their own risk factors and they need to be educated they also have friends that they can talk to and they can engage with um, and that's a large population that's missed um, trans men are hugely underrepresented in research overall not just in HIV um, research or AIDS research but in research just on health outcomes period trans men are left out of a lot of those scenarios and a lot of those research topics so thank you for bringing that up um I think when you also mentioned adolescent and teen pregnancy there were a few sessions on engaging the teen population in prep also in um I believe it was treatment as prevention I think um I didn't really get to spend a lot of time I just popped into that session for a bit it was so many sessions going on that I wanted to hear things from I couldn't be in 10 places at once but I you know dropped in on that I think that's another realm that we need to dive in a little bit more when it comes to HIV service prevention and also prevention as well so I think everybody has given us their tidbits and their their thoughts and their reactions to these last two days anybody have any last words they want to leave us with I don't know if it's last words, but I think it's, it, it's things to think about. Cause so when I come to these spaces, as of recently, I try to really keep it in a SIBA or a capacity building mindset. And at the end of every session, I thought about how do I transfer this to other people? Like now that I've gathered this, how do I include this in my delivery? How do I include this in the evaluation? How do I include this in all aspects of SIBA delivery? And... I'm ready to have that conversation with my colleagues um, whenever this is over with because I learned a lot. And it's the idea of do we force, for lack of a better term, the things that we learn onto the people that we deliver or do we strongly suggest them? Like with everything that we learn with all of our takeaways, as the people who increase the capacity or introduce skills or enhance skills or cultivate skills and people who directly do this work, what now? And so um, I just kind of want all of us to really think about that. Um, When we go back to work on Monday, when we sit on our Zoom calls, everything that we learned, it's what now? Now, how do I increase somebody else's capacity now that I have a few other things in my Rolodex of of knowledge at this moment in time? So I'm still contemplating that. Um, For the listeners here, there's also something for you to think about for every conference you go to is how do I deliver this to the next person? How do I teach someone else or engage someone else in this new knowledge that I have. So 
just leave you with a thought. I think I'll add one little note and we'll probably we may continue this uh, as another conversation. But what I would like to see more of is um, maybe some different levels, different hierarchical levels attending uh, conferences like this. Um, I want to see some like leaders of health departments or organizations here kind of you know, putting this is a place where you could put your ear to multiple streets and get the pulse of what's going on on multiple different avenues. So this is a place where leadership needs to be people that, you know, that are in those rooms making those decisions. Um, those people need to be here hearing what the concerns are, hearing what the benefits are, hearing the 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 great growths that have been made with the different research that has been done. Those people need to hear those things and they need to attend these types of conferences um, to kind of get an idea of what is really needed, what's going on. Um, so yeah, that's my last word. And <laughs> with that, um, I guess we will close out our podcast for this session. Please subscribe to our podcast. Let's talk about sex, y'all. The Hands United podcast. So we are on, what are we on? Like, yeah. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. We can be on your mom's refrigerator if you want us to be. (laughs) We can be everywhere. Just subscribe and join us on our next episode. Click the link in the bio. Subscribe, swipe right, double tap. All of that. All right. Thank you. Bye.